It's always about love. Love is everything. You know when you meet someone and it just feels really meant to be? That's how it felt when I met Chris Foreman, a bartender at the Banded Goose in Kingsville. At the end of January this year, I was driving back to Ontario from BC and stopped in to see my boyfriend's family in Kingsville. After an awesome dinner out, a few of us went for some drinks at the Banded Goose. We noticed this lively bartender approaching tables and sparking up conversation, and we were happy when he finally came by ours. He came over, he slapped his hands down on the table, and he said, If your life was to flash before your eyes, kind of like a film reel, what are the top three moments that would really stand out? When I asked Chris what he was most proud of, he didn't skip a beat when he said, My wife. The quick response about his wife really got me thinking about his wife and what her story would be. She shares her incredible journey with me in next Monday's release. Chris believes his innate sunshine personality has helped he and his wife, Nicole, get through some really emotional and trying times with her health. Chris's natural curiosity for life and his multiple alter egos come through in a really fun, lighthearted way, spreading joy and encouraging conversation with everyone he meets. I'm Amanda Lytle. Welcome to The Safe Haven, a space created for the sharing of stories about the lights and darks, highs and lows of life. Okay, cool. So I like to start the podcast episodes with a little bit about, you know, just kind of ease into the fact that there's a mic in front of your face Mm -hmm. and tell us a little bit about yourself. Sure. Well, obviously, you know that we met as as a bartender. I I bartend at the Banagoose Brewery and I have a whole stable of characters that I put into action while I'm working. The what the one character I have is Skeeter Jones. <laughs> and yes, he has stick-on tattoos. He's missing a couple teeth. He wears an Elmer Fudd hat and he arm wrestles women and small children for beer. <laughs> <laughs> is that who I met? <laughs> Partially, yes. <Okay>. <laughs> <laughs> and he's undefeated. He's he's a uh, 89 and 0. He's never been beaten. Oh my gosh. Undefeated. Strong guy. He's a champ. <laughs> okay, so Skeeter Jones, who else? Also a Burt Carlisle. He he debuted last week. He's a game show host from 1975. Has a long skinny microphone and an orange suit. And he is bringing back the fun-loving game show host that we all love from the 1970s. Or if you have never seen, come on out to the Banagoose Brewery and meet Burt Carlisle. And he comes out what nights? Wednesday Wednesday nights. Wednesday nights, mm-hmm. Burt. Okay, mm-hmm. so that sounds like a, like a you can't miss it kind of night. You definitely don't want to miss Burt. Okay. He's very entertaining. Okay, well, I will be linking the notes for the, for the, uh, you know, where you can actually find the band of goose at the bottom cool. of this podcast. So cool. that sounds great. <laughs> Good. Okay. <laughs> so you've got a variety of, uh, these alter egos. Mm-hmm. What else? Mm-hmm. Well, and also when I met you, I have a, a, a it's called a chat pack. So it's a, a, a little box of questions that are good conversation starters or mm-hmm. provoke, provoke people to share sometimes intimate and fun things about themselves that I think that are, are great to, to get people to talk about something that's very personal to them. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think that that's what made me really want to connect with you right. after that, because as soon as I knew that you were interested in having conversations like that, and for someone just to pull that out on a stranger, mm-hmm. 
is is a great way to start those intimate conversations. For sure. Yeah. For sure. Yeah. I also wait till uh, I notice when people come in and they sit down, I usually wait till they've had a beer, maybe a beer and a half or yeah. a glass of wine, just because that melts the walls a little bit and then they're less inhibited. And then we can really find out who they are. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. There's got to be some interesting things that come out. Always. Oh, yeah. Always. For sure. Okay. And even this happening between the two of us. So true. If I hadn't come up to your table and asked you that question, we wouldn't be doing this right You're now. You're absolutely right. Mm-hmm. That's so true. Mm-hmm. You clearly really enjoy being the bringer of fun. Yes. Okay. Yes. So how else has that kind of weaved or laced throughout your life? Well, I I like to think that there's always many moments in a day where you can transform it. So whether I'm at the liquor store, a grocery store, gas station, getting my car fixed, wherever I am, I'm always aware of the possibility of connecting with people and transforming the moment where I call it sort of awakening them to the opportunity in that moment to have a little bit of fun or, mm-hmm. or be a little playful or act like a kid if you can. Mm-hmm. That's yeah. beautiful. Yeah. Yeah. Has it been challenging at times? Challenging sometimes, but mostly rewarding for sure. Yeah. Yeah. You've never had anyone just kind of turn and be like, dude, what? Usually, no. I think most people love to talk about themselves. Yeah. And I think that the fact that I take the time and the care to ask them a question mm-hmm. and genuinely inquire about them Many, many people are, are open to sharing. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I can see that too. Has that always been your personality type? Yes. Yeah, even when I was a little kid, I was a very naturally curious. Some people might say it was mischievous or rascally. I learned that word the other day, rascally. <laughs> but it always comes from a place of, of love and just genuine curiosity to get to know people. Mm-hmm. That genuine curiosity, I think, well, even just pre-recording, we just talked about how the genuine curiosity and in, in wanting to know more about other people is can be considered such a gift, right? It's something that's so special. Mm-hmm. So that curiosity, how else do you weave that into your life? Well, I would say when I have family gatherings, I, I think, you know, when you have a family, you don't realize that Every family has their own way. And my family tends to be, we don't realize it, but we're very open with each other Mm -hmm. and we're always asking each other questions and finding out like things that maybe make other people uncomfortable. It's just something that I grew up with Mm -hmm. and that we're in my family, we're very open with each other and love to joke around with each other and share whatever we're feeling. Well, what's your family dynamic? Do you have siblings, big family, small family? I have a very small family. Okay. And that might have something to do with it that just we, we don't, we have a small group. So we spend a lot of time where it's just this like seven or eight of us. And so over the years, we've really gotten to know each other and been very open with each other. Mm -hmm. But then, you know, when you go to another family gathering at Christmas or that, you see the different dynamic and then you don't realize like, oh, wow, like not everybody's family is like mine. (laughs) Yeah, that is so... Well, it sounds like you're pretty lucky to have a, a close family. I think so, yeah. for sure. I would think so. Yeah. Where did you go to school? What did you go to school for? Did you go to school? Um, how does education play into your life? Well, I, I'm a, an avid reader, so I love to learn. I went through high school, university, but I would say my, my greatest learning has been reading and observing people. Mm-hmm. And as a bartender, I have 
umpteen opportunities to observe human behavior. Yeah. And sometimes I like to, I call it stoking the fire a little bit or poking the bear. I like to observe people. And then if I feel that maybe I want to interject or just poke in there and see if I can find out what's going on there. I just love doing that. Mm -hmm. And do you feel like that's a bit of a calling for you? Do you feel like that's kind of a bit of a a space for you to hold for other people to kind of be that? Yes. Okay. Definitely. And I love to do it. I love to do it. And I find in almost every case, I think people love to share who they are. Mm -hmm. And has that ever brought anything confronting forward for other people that you've also had to be there for them? In what way? What do you mean? So if someone, if you are kind of having people talk about themselves, you're maybe digging a little bit deeper into who they are or trying to get them to talk a little bit about themselves. Have they ever opened up in such a way that you've had to hold space for them to release? Oh, wow. Yeah. Well, yeah, definitely. I would say that in a few instances, I think that they made a drastic change in their life just from the fact that that we had a conversation. That's a beautiful thing. Yeah, it is. It is. That That's not always my intent. Yeah. But it's a nice kind of byproduct, I guess, a spark of something that because I connected with that person, it was the little push they needed to make that change. I love that. Mm-hmm. Now for yourself, I'm going to spin it on you. Has anything happened for you in your life that has, you know, been maybe confronting, maybe a challenge, something traumatic, that that innate sense of positivity and optimism that you have Mm -hmm. has carried you through? Oh, definitely. Well, I would say first and foremost, my relationship with my wife. Mm -hmm. My wife has an amazing, incredible story of, of health challenges. And I think that my natural optimism and my my zest for life and my my just genuine sunny way of looking at life has really helped us get through a lot of difficult challenges with Nicole's health. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Well, Nicole will obviously have the opportunity to share that in great detail for next week's episode as well. In that case, then, has it been more with other people that you love in your life that that sunshine that you have within you has helped pull through? There hasn't been anything in your life that has really kind of brought you down? I would say probably the big one for me was like, it's, are you mean something that happened mm-hmm. to me personally mm-hmm. to, my, to myself? Yeah. I've had some health challenges as well. And I mean, nothing that would compare to what's, what's happening with my wife. But I've had some health issues too. So I find like, you know, the more we get to know about each other, I think everybody has challenges in their life, whether mm-hmm. they be health or mental challenges, physical challenges. Let's be honest, getting through life, whoever you are, is is always going to have its, its roadblocks and bumps and, mm-hmm. and bruises. So I think that just living life and, and, and enjoying being alive. I guess I would sum it all up by saying I love and I, I purposely live with the glass half full. Mm -hmm. And so within my own readings and my own learnings and such, uh, you know, you'll often hear people say that 
happiness is a choice. But when you look at mm. it, people that deal with mental health issues and that they really struggle with depression and are medicated for anxiety and depression, happiness isn't a choice. It, it isn't necessarily something that they can just wake up and be like, today I'm happy. And today <laughs> I'm going to see the best in everything because they are chemically challenged at that point to be challenged in that mm -hmm. way. They can't see that. Mm -hmm. So the glass, the glass half full, I always love that analogy. Mm -hmm. And I think that really, I heard this other beautiful analogy the other day talking about a vase and a vase that is constantly being filled up by the universe and being filled up by all of the good as long as you can stay still and allow it to fill. And that if you allow it to fill, it will overflow and it will mm. fill the others around you. Mm -hmm. But we often don't allow ourselves to fill because we're constantly moving around trying to fill everybody else's without allowing ourselves to fill first. So we're at risk of damaging and breaking, correct? As opposed right. to just allowing ourselves to fill first and nourish the others around us. Mm. Mm -hmm. That's a great visual. Isn't it? It is. It's beautiful, eh? Excellent. And even with just saying, with imagine another one I we did ages ago was the universe, imagine that it's kind of floating around with this big pitcher of water and it's trying to fill you up, mm -hmm. right? But we're always moving. We don't <laughs> sit still. We're just like ripping around. So if you hold your vase or if you are the vase and you're constantly moving, the universe can't fill you. So that being mm. still is so important as well. Those are very wise words. Mm -hmm. I, I, Yeah, I love stuff like this. I know that you have a huge interest in public speaking. Mm -hmm. Where did that come from? Wow. I would say probably what sparked that would be originally would be seeing Wayne Dyer. I love, I loved watching Wayne Dyer. Mm -hmm. Nicole and I actually flew to Pasadena years ago to, to see Wayne live in person. Wow. And then we've, we've seen other speakers, Lisa Nichols, David Beckwith, Eric Edmeads, when you actually get to experience a great public speaker live in person, it's very inspiring and, mm -hmm. and very, I guess I would say, gets you to feel like, hey, I could actually, I could do that. Mm -hmm. I could, I've got something to say. Mm -hmm. I, could, I can be excited. And I think that, that that's what sparked my interest was that all these ideas I had and things that I wanted to share with the world I thought that's going to be the best way for me to express what's on my mind and what's in my heart. What steps have you taken after having seen these incredible speakers? What steps have you personally taken to achieve that goal of public speaking? I have taken several master classes to learn how to public speak, motivational speaking, transformational speaking. I'm also a member of a group called Toastmasters where we twice a month practice speaking in front of a small audience that's very supportive and that gives us feedback and evaluations to help us to improve our speaking. And I love it. I've, I've gone into a couple speaking contests. In fact, I'm in a, in a divisional speaking contest in a couple weeks. And I've also applied to speak in Michigan, I'm hoping, at a, a much larger event for Toastmasters. And then we'll see what happens. I also like to sort of feel like as a bartender, it's a little bit of a soapbox for me because I get to... It's a unique position to be in because I can approach tables 
not like a stranger because they, they feel there's already a connection there mm-hmm. because I'm their bartender. Mm-hmm. And so it's a, it's a great way for me to kind of push that door open a little bit mm-hmm. and, and engage people and connect with them on an intimate level. Yeah, that's a great point. It's so true because you've been seen around the, the place, whether you've actually interacted with those people before or not. Mm-hmm. It's You're a familiar face or at least like you have a uniform of some sort on or right. one of your outfits, right? So right. yeah, absolutely. <laughs> there's that safety piece of you're going to talk to them, but you're also in the building. You're around them. You're exactly. going to come back. Yeah. yeah. And I also, I'm bringing them drinks too. So that uh, helps. Yep. That helps. <laughs> that totally helps too. So <laughs> with, with Toastmasters then, when, what would be a next step for you? So if you get this divisional yeah. big speech, what does this look like? Like, I mean, how long are you speaking for? I'm hoping I'll get to speak for somewhere between 45 minutes and an hour. And that's a, that's a great, I think, amount of time for me to really dive into what what I have to say and what my, what my message is. I've never given a talk that long. I'm working on it right now and I'm hoping I've got my fingers crossed that I hear back from them next week. And when that door opens, I'll, I'll just ride on through it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Do you, with Toastmasters and the times that you get together with the others, do you choose a topic in which you'll speak to or about? Definitely. So it's not ever... You're not ever allocated. This is what you're doing. Well, what you're talking about. there is there is a pathway that we take, but it's it's very broad and it's kind of wide open. So I would say overall, there's great creative license for me to be free to speak and talk about whatever's on my mind. And that would be a fun way to bring your personality and that sense of humor forward as well. If there's that much liberty with how you can speak and what you can speak about, what a beautiful way. Mm-hmm. So what are your favorite things to talk about? I would say mostly things that are related to what I consider to be, I call it true wealth, where I have a whole list of values that I live by every single day that I feel are going to make you much more aware of the abundance of life and the fact that, you know what, we're already wealthy. We just don't know it. Mm-hmm. I feel like the, the true values in life that make us wealthy are love Awareness, hope, courage, health, gratitude, simplicity, balance, curiosity, and purpose. And would you say that those are in a specific order? Those are in the order that I feel they all connect to each other, but they all spill from one place. It's always about love. So love is number one. Love is, love is everything. And those values in that order obviously connect. Mm-hmm. They kind of connect dots. What helped you create that order? I did it in sort of how I felt was, I guess you could call it a hierarchy where you require each one and they all connect. So in the case of love, love is number one because if you feel love in your heart, all those other values on, on the list that I have will always be there because they're, they all come from love. Mm-hmm. And you can still love when you're unhealthy. You can still love when you're afraid. You can still love even when there's no hope. And you can still love even when you're unaware. And that's why it's always number one. Because it spills into the others. Always spills into all of them. Yes. But they all, they're all part of it. They're all part of love. Whether you feel grateful to be alive or 
ama- feel amazing in, in, in when you go for a run or ride your bike or when you're courageous enough to ask somebody out on a date or just hopeful that even though you hear some negative news about climate change, you still feel hopeful that humanity can turn it around. Mm-hmm. I love that. Mm-hmm. I um, An author that I follow as well, it comes back to um, A Course in Miracles, but the interpretations of this has been that there are two places in which decisions and actions and words come from, and that is either fear or love. Definitely. And that nothing wrong will come from a place of love. Mm-hmm. It's it's always the highest, the highest good. So yes. I love that. I yes. love that, that. And you've narrowed it down to 12, mm-hmm. 12 things. Yes. And did you, I mean, I'm so curious as to how that has come about in that, in that particular order. Had you kind of flipped them around a little bit? You or? can, you can, if you want to. I just feel like for me, curiosity is, is my nature. However, I feel like it has its place, but love is always going to be number one for me. And it's always going to be my primary motivator is I feel like if I always ask myself, what would love do in this moment? I'm always going to make the right choice. I love that. No pun intended with love. I just love that. (laughs) That is beautiful. Thank you. Thank you. Next steps after that, your host, are you hosting master? Like, I mean, if you're dreaming big, you're Mm -hmm. dreaming big with public speaking, like let's go there. What does a big, beautiful dream for you look like? Definitely. I would say it would be more of a weekend event, like a weekend retreat where we really go into each value and I, I could spend, you know, several hours discussing each value, whether it be purpose, simplicity, balance, courage. They all have their own place that, that all connects to love. And so I could spend hours just talking about each one. Mm-hmm. And I would. Mm-hmm. You could go into having people split off into small groups and really dive into feeling each value and why why all these values have their place in making your life that much more enriching Mm -hmm. as a weekend event are there other elements that you would hope to pull in like what else could you offer besides the speaking and the facilitating like is there anything else that you could do workshop wise that would really enrich their learning i think yeah i would definitely explore you know even some of the characters that i have and maybe get some people to explore their own characters. Fun, yeah. Be like, I would say I'd weave it in there, little exercises that make people feel like they're a kid again. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I really respect that because I feel like there is so much learning that is done when you are a little bit carefree and mm. when you can let loose and, um, you know, release yourself from judgment and right. that high expectation or allow yourself to fail, allow yourself to be silly, allow yourself to... Just unravel a little bit. There's so much learning to be done in that process. So kudos to you for helping well, you. people bring that out in themselves. Sure, That's sure, absolutely. Fun. Thank you. It is fun. And you know what? There's a reason why most people love to be around little kids. It's because they're just so full of life. Mm-hmm. They are so expressive. They're so joyful or they get so mad or they get so sad. They are the true barometer of human emotion. They totally Just watching are. them. Yeah. You know? So I, I love to bring that kid-like quality to every moment that I have. And my wife can vouch for that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. And if I can get people to connect to their inner child, because we all have one, I think that the life that they would live would be so much better. 
how do you best connect with your inner child? How, how like, what are some practices or some things that you do that help you <laughs> connect with your inner child? I, I have several boxes of crayons and I love to make homemade cards. I leave notes for my wife. <laughs> I send out random Christmas cards to people that are always co- colored with Crayola crayons. That is so fun. Yeah. I, <laughs> I think I'm a constant child actually, but uh, there's always a, a reason for it. I, I love to, to connect to the kid inside of myself because to me, it's, it's such a pure way to live and it's such a fun way to express the love I have for being alive. I love it. I think that's so special. Mm, thank you. Okay, so now we understand kind of where you can bring in that kid aspect. Mm-hmm. Now, how do you, what kind of personal practices do you have, do you own that help you maintain some sort of balance within your life? Well, obviously being a bartender, I am, am for the most part extroverted when I work. So I would say when I come home, I like to have a little bit of quiet time just to just to chill out and sit in this beautiful sunroom that we're in right now and listen to the birds and and connect with just myself and and the fact that I I just enjoy my own time with myself and that allows me to reconnect to myself and then like you said fill up my picture till it's full again and then I can share the overflow with with the rest of people. Mm-hmm. In what other ways in the community do you connect besides the bar or Toastmasters? Are you involved in other community type organizations or clubs? I'm not involved in any of their clubs, but I like to think that each day when I go into the world, wherever I am, I take every opportunity yeah. I can to connect with people. Uh-huh. It, and you can do it anywhere. You can do it at Shoppers Drug Mart. That's such a gift. That's such a gift. Yeah. 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 You I can, can do it anywhere. That. The beer store, the liquor store, Walmart, Winners, wherever you go. There's always opportunities to engage people and to hopefully shift their focus on, you know, what may consider to be, that they might think as a chore. I try to get them to see it as an opportunity just to have a little bit of fun. Mm-hmm. I love that it keeps coming back to just fun mm-hmm. and seeing the best that there is in a, just a typical average day, that there's always something to be excited about. Definitely. Yeah. In fact, I mean, if you think about it, if you took that opportunity on a daily basis, it would add up over the course of a year. It's incredible. There'd be, there'd be like dozens and dozens and dozens of moments in your life where you are the one that created that moment with that person, where you took the time to get to know them a little bit and just have a moment with that person and maybe, hopefully, you brighten their day. Mm-hmm. And it's neat to think of those little moments that cost you nothing that can be what changes someone's day. Mm-hmm. Exactly. And yeah. then, you I mean, like you told me after I, I engaged you and, and uh, you know, the people that you were with at the bar, it shifted the way you felt about the experience that day. And it got you to carry on a conversation that really got sparked by the fact that I engaged you. Mm -hmm. What are some of your favorite questions to ask people? Do you have like a a certain set? Like I told you that I have a couple that I ask at the end of my podcast, which I totally am switching up on you, by the way. uh, (laughs) But what are some questions that really get those big, beautiful, colorful answers out of people? Okay, I would say probably a couple that come to mind would be, well, definitely the one that I asked you about where 
your life flashes in front of your eyes and what are the three moments that stand out for you thus far in your life? I love that question just because it's it's very interesting and revealing to hear when people genuinely answer that question because everybody's answer is different. Mm -hmm. And it's a great opportunity just to listen to what people will will share with you and let you know what's happened in their life and what's had a big impact on on who their what their character is and 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 what choices they've made because of that. Mm-hmm. That's a great one. I was going to switch it up here for you because I kind of wanted to spin it. Is what are you afraid of? Have you ever had a fear? Have you ever been scared of anything? Oh, for sure. I like think what? I think uh, we all have fears. I would say probably maybe maybe the fear of I'm taking people to a place where they may feel like they want to reject my curiosity, that maybe they make me feel like I'm intruding into something that's very personal to them. Mm. And that's never my intent. I always, Mm -hmm. in my heart, I just genuinely want to hear the person and what they have to say. Mm -hmm. But sometimes I I fear that maybe... I've taken them somewhere that was a little too painful. Or that they might not be ready to go. Right, right, mm. yeah. And I, and, I, and I never know until I get there, until I'm in that moment where I can see that maybe I've touched on a place in their, in their heart or in, in, their, in their mind that's a little bit too scary to, to explore. You know what is so beautiful about your fear is that it actually has nothing to do with you. Your fear is connected to someone else's emotion. Mm. That's true. Yeah. So that's that's actually really telling for who you are. And mm. I just kind of picked that up. I'm thinking, wait a second. Chris's fear actually has more to do with another person's experience than it does his own. Mm-hmm. And perhaps that you would be kind of the trigger into that. Right. But essentially, too, depending on the person, you would also be that safe space for them to at least turn away that conversation or you would be able to hold them through whatever was to come next. Right. Right. So right. I guess that's actually yeah. a bit of a gift at the same time well, too, you. really. I, I think you're right. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I was wondering about the fear thing only just because I know that for next week's episode and the next recording that you and I will sit through is going to be with Nicole, your beautiful wife who is sitting over here beside us. And I was just wondering, and this is kind of what I was alluding to earlier about how you have such an optimism and a natural sunshine within you that just beams out everywhere. (laughs) But the reality is that whether you personally have had something traumatic or awful happen, Mm -hmm. your best friend, your soulmate, your life partner has had some really awful things happen. And in my opinion, there's no question as to why you two are together, why you two have been placed on this earth together for sure, or you've ended up together for sure. Mm -hmm. But I think that the fear question in my subconscious was kind of choking up here, wondering if with Nicole's health, has there been fear associated with that? Because a lot of what Nicole's story, which we will obviously get into for next week's episode, there's a lot there. Yeah. Yeah. Definitely. Yeah, for sure. Of course, I I definitely have, have felt the fear of pondering living a life without her. Mm-hmm. And the fact that she's had so many health challenges with, with cancer 
you can't help but have, you know, your moments, whether it's in the middle of the night or you're driving your car, just thinking about the possibility of, of living a life without my best friend and my, and my love. It's, 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 it's difficult, but it's in a a strange way, it's been a blessing because I don't take my wife for granted. Mm -hmm. I, I treasure every day that, that I get to be with her. I get to hear her. I get to see her. So it, in, in a strange way, it's just made everything much more satisfying and, and gratifying just to be with her. Because the truth is, is none of us know how long we're going to have with anyone. Mm-hmm. It's, mm-hmm. Been a, it's been a big wake-up call for, for me to just value and and treasure and savor every every day that I get to be with my wife because I don't know how long I'm going to have her. Mm -hmm. That is such a lesson for this world is just about that appreciation for every minute and every Mm -hmm. moment that you have Mm -hmm. and for treasuring the people that you have. For sure. And I don't think, you know, you don't have to dwell on it. It doesn't have to be an obsession. Yeah. But at the same time, I think that if you can just carry that awareness with you that, hey, you know what? Today's a gift and, and just enjoy it for, for however you want. Just be aware that this is the day that you've been given. Enjoy it. Live it up. Have a great time. Take the opportunities to connect with people and just savor whatever it is that makes you happy. Mm-hmm. Do you think a lot of your history with Nicole's health and with your relationship together has helped propel you into that sharing of messages for sure i'm i'm sure on on some level with me that it's it's pushed me to some uncomfortable places where i had to realize that that life can be very fragile and so i certainly can't sit here and say that it hasn't had a big impact on me it definitely has it's just that i think it's my nature to turn you know that frown upside down and and always try and find something of value in whatever suffering we go through. Mm -hmm. That's wonderful. If you had the world's attention, the entire world, and you could give them one message, what would it be? Love, just love each other and radiate that feeling that you had when you were a little kid where you just loved life, you loved exploring things you loved a big hug or a a glass of lemonade or a a a cool breeze through your hair whatever whatever it is for you just to take as many moments in your life as you can and just squeeze the juice out of life Mm -hmm. great one what do you want to be known for i want to be known for People thinking that, wow, that guy really knew how to live. And I'm really glad that I got to experience being with him and just feeling his his love for everything about being alive. Mm-hmm. I can sense that. Mm-hmm. I can feel that for sure. Mm-hmm. I knew it as soon as I met you at the bar. Oh, well, thank you. And I, definitely. I definitely feel that from you too. Yeah. It's definitely mutual. Curiosity, humans unite. The curious ones, I know. Yes, yes, for sure. 
if there was something that you would love to share with the listeners, here is your chance. And you can take that as you wish. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Any way that you want, it is all yours. Well, I just encourage everybody out there that, you know what, just explore, explore being a kid again, like reconnect to that, that, that little child inside of you that I know is there and whatever way you want to express it, whatever moment you want to do it, just reconnect to that little kid and let that zeal for life and that awesome energy that little kids have, let that back out into the world and, and just imagine how better this place would be if we all just reconnected to that amazing little kid that we all have inside of us and just let it out and enjoy the ride. Mm -hmm. If people wanted to reach out to you to ask you about, you know, your potential workshops in the future and masterclasses, is there some way that people can get in touch with you if they want to speak more to mm -hmm. you about mm -hmm. Toastmasters or about your workshops or masterclasses that you may be hosting in the future? Yeah, for sure. Absolutely. Well, I mean, you can definitely, you want me to give out my phone number, my email? <laughs> it's up to you. <laughs> if you have an email address or perhaps even just start it with like, do you want to just talk about the Toastmasters website? I mean, is that a way that if people wanted to yep, actually dive yep. in? You can, you can connect to me through Toastmasters. It's uh, Erie Shores, which is in Leamington. And I'm a bartender at the Banna Goose Brewery in Kingsville. My email is cformano at yahoo.com. And... I would love to connect with anybody who wants to, to talk to me and, and, and share in a, an experience that I think that is definitely going to make this world a better place. That's amazing. Chris, thank you so much. You're welcome. Thank, thank you. you so much. Thank and you. to all of my listeners, I appreciate you more than I can articulate. If this episode resonated with you, I highly recommend that you send it onwards, take a screenshot on the device that you're listening to and send it on to your friends. Thank you so much for listening and I will talk to you next week.